Welcome to the Aligned Podcast, hosted by Jess, spiritual medium and intuitive healer, and Allie, intuitive astrologer. A conversation between friends sharing our experiences as we navigate a purposeful life aligned, rooted in earth and guided by our intuition. Together, we'll talk about what it's like to be in flow with the universe, sharing the tools and wisdom that we've used to access our intuition, trust the pings, and bring forth healing into our daily lives. You were born with this innate ability to tap into your inner wisdom. We'll discuss how to clear the fears, limiting beliefs that keep you from accessing your highest potential. Our intention is to provide support and create a community for anyone curious about their own spiritual path, regardless of where you're at in your journey. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Aligned Podcast. This is Allie Ofsidal, and I am doing a solo episode today. Jess is in Mammoth skiing with the family and I'm here in St. Louis visiting my family and boyfriend. So yeah, I'm just kind of going to do a little update on the energy, what we have right now currently, what we're navigating and what to expect over the next month or so. Um, So as many of you know, if you listen to the podcast, I have been deep, deep in the relational work in a big way. Um, I'm going to do just, I think a full episode on that sometime, but today I want to talk more about, you know, what the collective energy is and what each of us is navigating independently. And, um, the relational work has, you know, I've always known that that was part of my journey here, you know, in this life. And, um, because I have, you know, I'm a Libra and it's a 12th house Libra. And when we look at the 12th house, we look at, it informs essentially our a lot of the past life energy that we're bringing into this life. And so the 12th house is kind of that last house that we sort of bring in from, you know, former experiences, our, our soul's experience in former um, incarnations. And so when we look at the 12th house, it's a lot of what we are bringing to light or bringing to consciousness in this life what we're transmuting, what we're really working on. And if you have planets in the 12th house, it means that there is, um, you know, an intensification of these karmic lessons in your current experience in this life. And, you know, um, for me, the 12th house, it also represents loss, you know, so having planets in the 12th house means that we really should be anchored into a spiritual practice in this life. Otherwise we could experience loss. That's kind of how the universe gets our attention and gets us back into alignment. And so um, for me, I get a lot of my lessons through Libra, through relational, the relational realm, um, throughout the work uh, in that area, because I have a Libra sun and Mercury in the 12th house. And so I know that a lot of what I came here to do is to really work on you know, harmony and balance and find that balance point between self and relation, relationship and partnership and um, balance and harmony and finding my center point and staying anchored into that. And so that's a lot of what, you know, I work with clients on. Um, you know, I have the 10 week container that I work with women on and we really, really focus on the alignment of self, which is essentially finding your center point, finding your anchor point 
and staying and creating tools and practices to stay anchored into that point. Because of course, as women, we're conditioned and taught to sort of, you know, take care of everyone outside of ourselves first. Um, and then operating and trying to operate from that center point, which is, you know, depleted. And um, when we're, what we're learning essentially is that as women, we are, you know, kind of the anchor points for our family units, for, you know, our, our, our life essentially. And so when we are anchored into our center point, into our power, we create this ripple effect throughout our all of our units, all of our different structures, whether it's work or relationship and romantic friendships, whatever it is, when we find our center point and our anchor point, we get to create this beautiful ripple effect of healing and of um, high frequency vibration through, you know, our connections essentially. And so that's what we do, you know, in the mentorship that I've created is you know, essentially doing the womb work, kind of creating the space for us to click into our center point, which is located in our root, our sacral, um, and then bringing that power and that life force up throughout our entire being so that it can emanate and create that powerful ripple effect, not only through our own bodies and our own systems to create deep, deep soul, um, cellular level healing, and also throughout all of our connections too, through our family units and um, a lot of ancestral work. And so that includes relational work. Um, and I noticed that the women I work with right now in particular, and then, you know, the women that I, that seem to, to come to me for work that we, that I love working with are the ones that are kind of deep in this work already. They're crossing thresholds or they're in a descent and they're looking for guidance to navigate that, how to create their own tools that can kind of, um, change the patterns and create new neural pathways in order to manage these types of, um, you know, uh, these types of descents or journeys throughout their life. And a lot of that is relational work. A lot of that is, you know, working with the inner child and creating um, change and really getting deep into that relational framework so that change can actually be created at the root rather than, um, you know, just kind of putting band-aids on things. So what I want to talk about today is, is that really is, is kind of where we're at currently as a collective, where the, what the collective energy is doing and how that relates to our own being and then our relationships and our connections. Um, I did a live last week uh, talking about a lot of this, but I kind of want to get more in depth on what exactly, you know, these transits are, what we can expect over the next, you know, 40 days, month month and a half at the beginning of 2022. Uh, and, you know, just some few, like a few tips and tools that, you know, we can all use um, in order to navigate this with a little bit more um, centering, you know, a little bit more peace and calm. And so number one, you know, our, our human experience is meant, is meant to have these dips and descents and ins and outs, and it's not a linear journey. And that's something I talk about a lot because I think it's really important for us to, you know, have a lot of compassion for ourselves and others when we navigate what we're navigating right now. There's a lot of intense collective energy, obviously a lot of division and a lot of, um, dis-ease within the collective frequency. So that's creating, um, you know, this resonance within our own bodies. And so all of our experiences are essentially um, an as above and so below and a within and without. And um, 
this internal and external experience. And, you know, when we have these, these activations within our own being, um, there's something that's being mirrored in our external reality. And so, and vice versa, you know, so it's really important to remember that, you know, we need to, of course, take ownership for our pieces, um, you know, for, for the resonance that's being created within our own systems, the trigger, um, but also, you know, um, having compassion for others. And at the same time, really navigating where our boundaries lie and if they need to shift, if they need, if we need to have um, stronger boundaries with certain people, if we need to perhaps adjust boundaries, because, you know, boundaries are, are living and breathing with us. So, you know, a boundary that you set perhaps a few years ago within a certain relationship or connection might need adjustment now, you know, they, they adjust and they change as we do. And so it's important to remember that, you know, um, number one, the difference between walls and boundaries, and also um, the the importance and of knowing that they can change, and that's okay. Um, so right now, in particular, that's a lot of what we're navigating is boundaries. We have um, Venus, which is the planet of um, connections, love, how we give and receive love, creation. It's the feminine planet. It uh, is the divine feminine, and it's a beautiful planet in that it teaches us about the importance of cycles, the importance of the descent and the journey um, into the underworld uh, and the ascent, which is the journey to the integration of our underworld medicine, you know, the the information that we've gathered from that underworld journey. And so right now, Venus, um, which, you know, we all have a natal Venus in our chart. Um, it's, it's different and it's in a different place placement for all of us. And, um, our natal Venus is separate from the Venus I'm talking about right now. The Venus I'm talking about right now is the transiting Venus. And that Venus is currently in the sign of Capricorn conjunct Pluto and just began its retrograde journey for over the next 40 days. So when we talk about a conjunction, we talk about two planets that are sitting right next to each other um, in the sky. And so Pluto and Venus are conjunct currently in the sign of Capricorn. And, you know, Capricorn has been a focus of ours over the last four, you know, four years, especially because we had Saturn and Jupiter that both transited through the sign of Capricorn in um you know, 2019, 2020. So Capricorn is, is a very, um, earthly sign. It represents, you know, our, our drive. Um, it's the workhorse of the Zodiac. It's the masculine. And so it kind of is the sign that creates the physical embodiment in this life of our manifestations. It takes things and it creates on the physical plane. So it's, um, a really powerful sign, but it also can be detached. Um, it can be, um, really focused on the material realm and it can be, um, you know, really in its masculine. So kind of what we're noticing right now is, is the balance of the masculine and feminine, um, that journey of, you know, Venus, which is the feminine planet in the mask in the masculine sign of, of Capricorn and, and what that looks like, um, as far as, um, putting into place, um, boundaries, you know, for ourselves and others within a relationships. Also what we want to create, 
you know, what we like Venus is the planet of planet of creation. It's what we birth. It's our, our art and our beauty and the beauty we bring to the world, how we give and receive love. It's that kind of feminine creative energy. And so how can we take all of these things that have kind of been floating in our org field about what we want to create and how can we bring them down to the physical plane and actually create some physical manifestation of, of the things we want to birth. And so um, with Venus and Capricorn, it's very much focused on that. It's kind of, you know, focused on, on work and, and the things that we want to create on this physical plane. Um, and as it, with it being conjunct Pluto, Pluto is an interesting planet. And I talk about it a lot because number one, we're in very Plutonic times. We are nearing the end of Pluto and Capricorn and we're approaching Pluto sh- shifting into Aquarius, which is a really, really significant um, transit. We're also, um, re- we're in our Pluto, Pluto return as a country. So we're moving to the same place Pluto was um, when we signed the Declaration of Independence. And Pluto is the underworld. And so it is the sign that creates change. It's the sign that stores the inform or sorry, the planet that stores the information from our underworld journey that needs to be brought to consciousness in order to create alchemy change um, on the physical plane. And so, you know, many of us have, of course, stored traumas in our bodies and our subconscious from childhood, from past lives, from, you know, adulthood even that are really informing our operating systems right now in, you know, the, the present moment. And, you know, I think we've really been focusing a lot on subconscious work, you know, over the last few years with the Scorpio and Pluto generation moving into their, you know, maturation in this, in this, you know, earthly existence. We have, you know, people who are born between 84 and 95 who are Pluto and Scorpio, and they're really spearheading this whole unconscious, subconscious work, um, the identification and transmutation of our trauma and how that's essential in our evolution on this planet. And so, you know, with with that generation coming into its maturation in their mid-30s, which is already happening, we're seeing this focus of the subconscious and the importance of that work um, in our evolution, you know, in order to actually create change in our lives, we can't just talk about these things. We actually have to work with the body, work with the mind in conjunction in order to create like long lasting change. So as we navigate these plutonic times as a collective as well, we're seeing so much being surfaced, of course, um, from our underworld journey as a collective, seeing the systems that have been you know, operating over the last few hundred years that are no longer serving, you know, the collective greatest and highest good. We're having to experience and integrate this darkness or the shadow of our collective systems, um, of our collective human consciousness. Uh, that is, it's being brought to the surface in order to be actually acknowledged, um, transmuted, integrated. And that's what we're seeing right now. You know, we're seeing things surface that are quite dark that um, perhaps we want to turn a blind eye to, but we're being called to integrate it, to witness it, to acknowledge that it's there um, and to integrate it, to bring it in and to actually witness it in its, you know, real state so that it can be fully transmuted. And so with Pluto in particular, um, it's a lot of systems that, of course, are coming to light uh, that are quite dark. Um, and then with it being conjunct Venus, it's 
highlighting our collective systems, um, our collective relationships, our, our, the shadow in our connections and how we can create that change within our own beings. And so anytime we have these, you know, collective transits that are happening, it creates a, um, an activation within our own being because it activates our charts individually. And so what we want to look at and something I, I like to do is when we, when I work with clients is to, of course, pinpoint these exact transits within our own chart because it can tell you where this energy is manifesting for you in particular. So for example, you know, if you currently have, um, if you have Capricorn in your third house and you currently have, that means you currently have Venus and Capricorn transiting through your third house. So what does that mean? It means that you're surfacing and you're going through the underworld journey and uncovering the ways in which you fully express yourself, communicate, um, in relationship. And so knowing that, uh, there are perhaps things that are coming up where, you know, communication issues or communication mishaps that have kind of been patterns for you within your, your existence in your connections and relationships that need adjustment. So, Maybe you perhaps are quite avoidant, you know, in your connections. And if there's something that's triggering or activating, you avoid and you, you know, don't respond to messages or, you know, when there's a fight between you and your partner, you're, you tend to pull back or sort of disassociate or, um, become avoidant, uh, that will certainly come to light right now. Uh, maybe there's a lack of boundaries. You're needed to step more into your masculine, within your connections and kind of take ownership or to create space or, you know, to, um, what's coming to light is that you're more in your masculine in relationships and perhaps there's more of the feminine that needs to be brought in. So we're kind of dancing on that, those polarities, you know, of, of the masculine and feminine, whether or not we are embracing both, you know, if we're finding the balance or if we're more, in one or more in the other and kind of what the root of that is. Is it a childhood trauma? Is it inner child work that's needed? Is it past life work that's needed? Is it all of the above? (laughs) Because oftentimes it's not just one thing. And so that's something I wanted to touch on as well is, is our relational framework. And when I work with clients, I, I work on, you know, in a quantum way, I work on relational framework. And so when we relate to people, we're relating from information from the past. And so regardless of, you know, kind of who you're with, um, what's happening in the present moment, there's always a past experience that is being activated and informing how you react and how you work in the present moment. Um, we have attachment systems, you know, we have past life experiences that inform how we show up currently. So something to remember is that, you know, we can, we can do all this inner work, you know, um, individually, right? And and do all this all this energy work or all of this therapy or body work or yoga. But when we enter into a container with someone else, when we form a new friendship, a new work relationship, um, when we you know are working on you know our family systems or the relationships with our family members, or we have a new romantic partnership, it's important to remember that the work shifts and changes with each connection, and so knowing that when you enter into a connection, what happens is your relational framework gets activated. And what is our relational framework? It's essentially a wiring system, a framework, if you can picture it almost like a, let's see, how would we describe it? Kind of like a, 
um, a soundboard maybe, you know, that you see in, um, or like the framework of a building. And you see all these things that are connected that are sort of creating this structure that supports whatever is above it. So if we look at our relational framework, this relationship framework, these connections, the, this information that's stored there is supporting our, how we show up in relationship right now. It's supporting our present moment essentially. And so what we want to do is get into that framework and to find out what gets activated, what gets triggered, what is informing how we're showing up in the present moment. And within that framework is past life information, um, inner child information, inner child trauma, our attachment systems, which are formed in the earliest years uh, between our parents and or our caretakers and ourselves. Um, and then our ancestral information. So maybe something that isn't even yours, but is informing how you show up. Perhaps a mother or a grandmother had really significant trauma with men. And so that um, unconsciously is informing how you relate to men, you know? So there's so much within that framework that is operating um, unconsciously, you know, behind the scenes and informing how we see, how we view, how we experience connections and other people. And so it's really important to remember that you're not broken. Like there's nothing wrong with you for perhaps, you know, you have a pattern of in relationship, you, you desperately want like a really close connection or a transcendent, you know, connection with someone, but you keep calling in um, perhaps men that are unavailable, you know? So what we want to do is look at what is in your relational framework that is activating when you come into connection with another, you know, what is within that framework that's informing why in particular you're calling in these men for evolutionary lessons and purposes. And so what it could be is, you know, perhaps, um, a childhood trauma that is, you know, ready to be surfaced by Pluto, you know, in our relational realm, and maybe it's coming to light now. So we work within that relational framework in order to integrate and to bring back um, that piece and that part to you to do the soul work, to bring that back, that fragmented part so that this framework can kind of start rewiring and can, um, you know, ch create change within your physical plane, like within your life right now, you know, um, so that you don't necessarily keep repeating the same patterns. And so this deep soul work in conjunction with somatic work is, is what I do with clients. And it's really important to remember right now that, um, there's a lot of activations, you know, it's a very kind of triggering time to be human. And so, um, there's a lot exposed. We kind of have this relational framework exposed right now. So it could be very triggering, but just knowing that whatever's coming up right now is coming up because it's ready to be worked on. So we can really harness, um, energetic portals like this, like this Pluto and Venus conjunction and this, um, Venus retrograde that we're currently in to create long-term change and growth and evolution in our lives. So, you know, we oftentimes when we're kind of like in a portal like this, it can feel like you're being hit with all these lessons or you're in this descent and it's so dark or like there's so many triggers and you're just kind of like, why me? Why do I have to keep going through these cycles? Um, if we can kind of shift that perspective, like allow yourself to feel the grief or feel the fear or feel the anger and the frustration, feel it through your body, allow it to pass through and then come back into alignment and say, okay, this is happening for a reason. How can I work with this energy rather than against it? 
Because the more we work with the energy that's manifesting, the more change we can create. And then we don't have to keep repeating these same lessons and cycles. Um, and so on Sunday, on um, what month are we in? December, <laughs> December 19th, we had Pluto, you know, we have the Pluto and um, Venus conjunction that's been happening. They've been kind of bebopping together and, and dancing together in the sky. And then all of a sudden Venus decided, not decided, but you know, it's planned, but went retrograde, which means there's a peeling back. There's a slowing down, a concentration of the energy we've already been feeling and navigating. So not only has there been a conjunction between Pluto, Pluto and Venus, but now those two are going to be meeting again because Pluto or Venus is starting to retrograde back through where she has been. So anytime a planet retrogrades, number one, there's kind of a, a shift, like a jerk sort of in the energy um, the day it, it does retrograde. So you could have felt like perhaps activated or triggered on Saturday and Sunday because, you know, either with partners or friends or work relationships, whatever it is and wherever it's landing in your chart. Um, and so noticing that and knowing that this time is just, it is that like, if we look at even thinking about like, you know, a can, right? Like maybe a can of tuna. I don't know why I'm saying that, but that's what's coming to mind. If you look at like a can of tuna and all of a sudden you crack open the top and you begin to peel back you know, the top of the can, you realize, oh, there's a whole, there's a lot of, there's stuff in here. You know what I mean? So when we look at retrogrades, it's like it, the energy stops and it begins to move backwards. So it's a slowing down and a peeling back of layers that need acknowledgement. So that's naturally the energy of retrogrades. And depending on the planet, if it's Mercury, for example, which goes retrograde more frequently um, and that we notice more frequently because it deals with our day daily life because it's an inner planet, um, there's a slowing down of communication, of technology. So things kind of go fritzy or haywire. Um, if you can picture like ripples in a water in the water and all of a sudden there's these waves and then it begins to slow down and there's ripples. And you begin to notice what's beneath the surface. Like, oh, maybe there's fish down there. Maybe there's seaweed. Um, things you couldn't notice before because the waves were, were thick and there was, you know, um, perhaps foam and you couldn't quite see what was down there. A retrograde slows the energy so that you can actually see what's down there. And that's what's happening with Venus, which is relationships, which is connections, um, birthing of energy, creation, um, and so money, things like that. So when we look at where this lands in your chart, you know, if it's in the second house, it could be money and finances and work. Um, if it's in the seventh house, it's a deepening of the relationship work. So it's like double time or triple time. Um, and so the energy of Venus peeling back the layers of a relational framework that's happening anyway, but then we add Pluto to the mix and it's like tenfold because Pluto unearths and brings deeper any work that's currently happening um, with planets that it's touching. So it's like a double underworld journey, if that makes sense. So for the next 40 days um, through January, we have this focus on relationships. We, you know, of course, as a collective and then as, as individually, we've had quite an intense past two years of inner work. We've been giving, you know, COVID was really an opportunity and a gift in many ways to to pause, to go deeper, to go inward, to explore. And so when we look at, um, you know, the energy of, of this time, it's, it's taking the work, the inner work that we've been doing 
and applying it to our containers because we each, you know, with each connection we have, whether it's romantic or friendship or work or family, whatever it is, we have information that's contained within the container with that other person. And so as we do this inner work and we really transmute our own trauma, we work through our own deep layers, right now we're experiencing a reckoning, a reckoning of our relationships and deciding who is still in alignment, who isn't, you know, and allowing these connections to flow in and out, you know, the, the idea of this non-attachment and allowing our the people in our lives to change. Um, and of course, as humans, that's quite triggering because loss is triggering, you know, um, we're kind of wired to want to hold on to and grip onto things and to not experience change because change is threatening to our subconscious, our survival brain. So we unconsciously cling to things, cling, even if we know consciously they're not good for us, our subconscious would rather keep things in our lives or or be attached to things um, that we are familiar with because it feels safe. So change, even if it's consciously good and we know we're headed in the right direction, we could still have resistance to it. So when we talk about relationships, the loss of relationships are triggering, even if we're someone who is even avoidant. There's still something within our relational framework that's pinging a fear of loss in some way. And so, you know, this, we're kind of in this beautiful portal where we get to really uncover and experience um, all of the changes, all of the work that we've been doing, you know, so diligently over the last few years, this inner work, and apply that to all of our relationships, and have a reckoning, and say, where do I need more boundaries? Where can I perhaps let go of this connection that is really draining my life force, that isn't feeling in alignment with me any longer? You know, sometimes we hold on to friendships or, or romantic relationships just because we're afraid to experience the loss of it. And now is the time where we're really saying, okay, we can't do this anymore. Like we really, if we're in our center point, we can't operate in relationships and connections that are depleting, you know, all the time. And, you know, oftentimes there's an imbalance in certain relationships and, and, you know, this, um, we all have codependent tendencies just because our collective relational framework is, you know, more codependent in nature. Um, and of course, as humans, we're evolving out of that, but it, we're still in the in-between of that. So um, just noticing where there's perhaps imbalances in relationship, if you're giving more and not receiving what you need, um, allowing this portal, this this retrograde and this conjunction between Venus and Pluto to expose that. And then taking this opportunity, this beautiful opportunity to communicate with people and to say, listen, this is how I'm feeling. How are you feeling? Oftentimes these cracking open of containers can be the deepest and most powerful gift um, to expand and to grow and to deepen the intimacy between two people. And that's not just romantic. That could be friendship. That could be family. But we kind of need cracking open the cracking open of our containers, of our relationships to experience growth and more intimacy. Because at the end of the day, this human experience is about deepening the intimacy with our current physical plane existence. It's not about, you know, staying stagnant. We as humans don't, um, I know there's a Bob Dylan quote and I'm going to, to like, I'm going to mess it up, but it's, you know, if you aren't changing, you're dying. And so this idea that if we don't experience the change within ourselves, but also in our relationships, they're, they're dying, you know, like we can't stay stagnant. The universe won't allow us to stay stagnant. And so kind of leaning into 
whatever work you're being presented with right now. If there's, you know, if you've kind of noticed the same pattern within a friendship and this is coming up and, you know, maybe you're experiencing kind of a communication breakdown right now, or you're at odds or you're having an argument or there's tension addressing it and saying, listen, this is, let's expose like what's here, you know, in a loving way. Um, And either that relationship will raise to the vibration or the frequency it needs to, or it won't. And if it doesn't want to, it will fall off, you know? So really knowing that right now, this reckoning, this like, um, I guess it could even be taking inventory of our connections is the work we're in. And so just really allowing yourself to lean into it to say, okay, we're in this portal anyway. What can I do? Knowing too, we're in a very triggering time because we're in holiday season. And so lo and behold, we get presented, you know, oftentimes during this period with with triggers and activations. Either we don't have people um, to spend holidays with. And I've spent, you know, a lot of my past Christmases and Thanksgivings and different things, you know, that I've celebrated and in my life, um, alone because I chose to, and also, um, you know, I just did because of COVID and all the things and moving away. And so, um, it can, I, it can be triggering spending that alone, but it can also be really empowering to know that you can do this deep work or you're spending it with family members. Perhaps you're, you know, if you're doing any inner child work right now, it's triggering being around family because what is it, it's doing is it's exposing the work you're already doing. And so, when we look at the opportunities that we're being presented with, the kind of climate and the energetic climate that we're experiencing, we can either work with the energy and say, all right, it's here anyway, let's just dive in. Or we can push it away and push it away. And I'm telling you that it doesn't fly anymore. (laughs) Like I feel like um, we're being squeezed to evolve at this point. And so if you're feeling that, you're not alone. So that's a really important thing is to allow yourself to lean into it, to create some space. Uh, This is also winter where we today, you know, is the winter solstice on the 21st of December. And so we have this um, focus or this emphasis placed on the night. The night is the longest it's, it'll be all year. And so it's like the nighttime is the underworld. It's the feminine. It's when we get to experience the death and rebirth. And so it can be quiet and inward and soft, but also intense and, and emotional. And so letting yourself just take space if you need it. If you're feeling extra tired, sleep more. You know, cancel plans if you need to. It's really about honoring your needs and taking note and evaluating how people respond to that. Because that could be a really good indicator of where more boundaries are needed um, and listening you know, getting quiet. I think one of the most powerful things I did in my journey was taking space and going inward and getting really quiet, turning down the noise. I cut out the news. Um, I cut out, you know, the things I would reach to when I would felt uncomfortable because that was an indication that I'm numbing and I'm running. And so when I started cutting these things out, I started to listen and I, my inner voice became so loud, so loud that I couldn't ignore it. And so really allowing yourself to utilize this night, this dark void, you know, this, this feminine womb space to rebirth yourself, to listen to your intuition, your higher calling, um, to your connection to source and allow the response from your connections 
to inform you where your work is needed. You know, if you have, if perhaps you're creating some boundaries and you're saying, I can't go to this party any longer, or I, I need to take some space, just noticing how people respond to that. And that can also mirror to you perhaps where some inner work is needed, some boundary work. So, um, I just wanted to touch on that because it's really going to be a focus for us over the next month, um, over, over a month. And, um, you know, as we lead into next year, February is, um, a really powerful month. We have, you know, Jupiter and Pisces. Uh, so we have a lot of, a lot of shifts and changes next year and early next year, which are going to, um, bring more of, of this work to the emotional body and realm as well. And so just, just noting that, um, this, this new, this shift we're in is not, really ending, you know, like we're kind of in, we're kind of coming, becoming more intimate with the cycles of life and the importance of the cycles. And so just really allow yourself to kind of surrender into it. If you have any questions about anything I've gone over, if you have questions about my work or, you know, which session you'd like to do with me, if you want support, um, if you're interested in my mentorship, this is a lot of the work that I do. And, um, it's like, you know, the focus of the integration of self, but also bringing that healing to your containers, your relationships as well. Um, and so that is, I haven't met the next round of my mentorship beginning in January, uh, January, the week of January 24th. So I still have two spots left and, um, I've been in communication with some people about it, but feel free to message me if you have questions or if you you want to talk more about it. Um, If you want to sign up, you can sign up directly on my website and the link in my bio. If you um, just want to chat, I'm, I'm here for that too. So I'm sending all of you so much love. I am forever grateful for everyone that tunes into this podcast. And, you know, Jess and I are just always amazed at you know, the beauty of the people who we get to connect with through the podcast and, um, the healing that it's brought to our lives. So thank you all for tuning in. I'm wishing you the, you know, loveliest holiday season. If you celebrate any of the holidays, um, and also a happy new year, we'll be putting out an episode next week of kind of a year 2021 recap. So that'll be fun. And yeah, I'm just sending you all the love for your, the deep work that you're in and hoping you feel, you know, the light and the hope that's present as well. Have a wonderful week. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a five-star review, share with friends and family, and follow us on Instagram. For more details on this episode, please see the show notes. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.